Hello, everybody. Paul Jankarola here from Profits and Success. Here to bring you another podcast episode from Online Marketing for Life. And that's the number four. Okay, folks. I hope everybody had a good weekend. I hope so, because if you didn't, I'd feel a little bit bummed out if you didn't have a good weekend. You know, you want to have a good weekend. You want to enjoy yourself, spend time with the people you love and care about. Um, did I do that this weekend? <laughs> I did. Uh, I spent some time on Saturday, all day actually, with a Connecticut men's Catholic conference. And it was good. It was pretty enlightening. Uh, the message I received was that I'm a lousy husband <laughs> uh, and a just so-so father. Uh, but in, in all sincerity, it was a, a nice little one-day retreat. And those are good to have. Even though you initially don't want to go to them, uh, you feel much better about yourself afterward, uh, especially if you take notes. I took some copious notes, and it was um, pretty fulfilling in that respect to reflect back on the notes and, you know, just little nuggets of, of knowledge. You know, we need that spiritual knowledge every once in a while. So that was good, uh, and that was on Saturday. And then Sunday we watched some American football, uh, and our team uh, did not do too well at all. Uh, we're missing Tom Brady, although he didn't do too well either in, in his game. So it was a, a, a double L for loss uh, in that respect. Okay, so today, what am I going to talk about? Well, I wanted to bring up some things that I jotted down on Saturday and Sunday and then uh, just go through the regular gamut of uh, today's message, so to speak. Uh, but a, a nice quote I received on Saturday was, when you are enthusiastic about what you do, a jolt of energy comes across your body. It's that simple. The difficulty is finding what you're enthusiastic about doing. That's the key. You need to, and, and, and again, for some, it's very easy. They know exactly what they want to do, but they don't know how to go about doing it. Well, if you keep that enthusiasm and that, that enthusiasm and that jolt of energy is, is coming across your body, it's going to propel you in that direction. Unquestionable. As long as you have the negative or the negativity out of your mind, specifically the negative self-talk that comes in sometimes and you don't even know it's negative. Uh, secondly, the secret to the life, excuse me, the secret to life is meaningless. The secret to life is meaningless, folks, unless you discover it yourself. You know, I could tell you the secret of life, but my secret of life is not necessarily your secret. And you have to find your secret and discover it yourself in order for it to be captivating and to get you to that 
next level. Uh, that's what I wanted to share with you for Saturday. Uh, as far as Sunday was concerned, I, by, by the way, I went to church on Saturday at this men's retreat, and um, you know I'm going to comment on the homily, which I took copious notes on. But the homily, homily, once I looked at my watch, I didn't realize it, it was 45 minutes long. <laughs> but he was one of the speakers, so he just did it in his section of the Mass, which I don't know if everybody knew that. <laughs> Anyhow, I went to Mass again on Sunday because I was distributing the Eucharist. So I got a, a double whammy in this weekend. Uh, so as for Sunday, um, the the message that I read was, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And that was in John chapter 10, uh, verse 10. Simply is, is that, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You know, that can be interpreted in many, many different ways, but I don't know if any of you realize this, Jesus loves us. <laughs> he really does. No matter how much we are knuckleheads and bananas, he, he loves us. And that we can put to our affiliate marketing businesses, our online marketing businesses, you know, life coaching, public speaking, whatever it may be, uh, we can use that. It's, it's uniform. God is uniform. Matthew Kelly uh, had a video that was titled 15 Things Emotionally Healthy People Do. And I'm very um, anal retentive when it comes to my note-taking. So I jotted down one, two, and I said, well, let me make sure everything's going to be on one line because I don't want to go to two lines and I have the number two there. And I said, no, nope, everything looks good. So let me just jot down one, two, through 15. You know, and I had that down. So I'm going through them. First one was self-awareness. You know, constantly doing it every day. Being self-aware. Understanding what needs to be done, number one. And number two, doing it. You know, putting the first foot forward and doing it every single day. You know, we don't lament on the fact that like, oh man, I got to brush my teeth tomorrow. Oh, I got to brush my teeth tonight before bed. You know, no one does that. You just do it. And yes, it might be a little bit more labor intensive um, in, in this regard here. But the point is, we do it. We do things uh, that, that hopefully are going to be beneficial to you. The second one was awareness of others. So we have self-awareness and awareness of others. others. This is putting yourself... In the other side of the story, in other words, how would so-and-so feel if this situation happened to them? What are they going through right now? You know, I'm ticked off. I'm upset. I, was, um, I wasn't served properly by this vendor. Well, you know what? Instead of making my case, what case would he be making? And initially, it wasn't a good one. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't have any case. You know, he's just lazy, this, that, other thing. And then I started putting things together. And I said, okay, you know, it, it, it looks like there could be some room for improvement on my end. 
So the self-awareness of others gives us that ability to be a little bit softer and maybe not as biting on our email replies or text replies, whatever it may be. Uh, the third one was question everything. I know it sounds uh, counterintuitive and counterproductive in a certain respect, but we need to make sure um, everything is what it is. You know, it's, it's a great health check is what it, you know, mental health and, and physical health. And the fourth one was, allow yourself to be angry. That's right, allow yourself to be angry. As long as it's channeled, and it doesn't last a long period of time. Because it can be very toxic if the anger is held onto, and the hang anger is generated uh, consistently. Then... The video went out. It ended. I'm like, what the heck? I got 5 through 15 still left that I've already pre-filled on my notes. You know, and I did it in pen, which I always do now. I never used to for this reason. So now what do I do? So at this point, I looked for videos that, you know, maybe were uh, preceding this one or, or succeeding this one. And I couldn't find anything. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? 15 things emotionally healthy people do. I said, I'm going to come up with the next, the next 11. So I came up with forgiveness. Forgiveness is big. Forgiveness is big. We need to forgive other people. But most importantly, we need to forgive ourselves. That's huge. A lot of people... Don't realize it, but they have a they hold a grudge against themselves. They held themselves accountable and uh, are not forgiving. Number six, humility. We have to be humble. You know, and it's not thinking less of ourselves. It's thinking of ourselves less. That's humility. Seven was peace of mind. We need to have that peace of mind, that reassurance. Number eight, making decisions. And when I say this, any decision you don't make is a decision you've made. But we need to make sound decisions. And number nine, allowing bad things to exist. And not focusing on that. There's going to be death, murder, crime, injustice in this world. But there's also going to be peace, happiness, joy, um, you know, jubilation as well. Where are we focusing our efforts? You know? Uh, number 10. Taking care of your physical health. That's big. Number 11, be in touch with your mental health. That's just as big. Uh, number 12, know your spiritual truth. Now, again, I'm not talking about someone that um, 
you know, honors the squirrels and looks up to them from their spiritual standpoint, you know, but, but your spirituality, whether it's an organized uh, religion or if it's just a uh, universal uh, way that you go about things. Number 13, engage with each other. Engagement's key, you know, and, and that engagement can be socially, it can be professionally, it can be uh, through your work environment, your volunteer um, organizations. Engagement is, 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 is so important. It is. Um, number 14, get plenty of rest. That's what emotionally healthy people do, is they get plenty of rest. They usually get plenty of rest, and they also probably rise the earliest among their peers. And the last one is be positive. Be positive forever. And that's, that's a tough one to follow. You know, all of us can be positive for a second or so. But when we're asked to be positive forever, that's when things tend to change, but in a positive way. And Tony Robbins says, money does not change you. It only magnifies who you already are. And I would say that about consumption of alcohol. Well, I didn't mean that I was drunk. Well... You know, just your inhibitions uh, come out, maybe. But we'll leave that where it is. And it's never right to do a wrong, and it's never wrong to do a right. That was on St. Pius X's church's uh, billboard. I thought that was pretty neat. That was a good message. It's never right to do a wrong, and it's never wrong to do a right. Very true, very well taken on my part, for sure. Uh, today's message, when I woke up, I received, it's never too late to be what you might have been. Although my wife thinks it is. Because <laughs> when I get these messages, this one came over my phone at an 8 o'clock alarm with a weather report and a quote of the day. I thought that's pretty good to get that. Uh, and I do it because that's when I'm done with church and the gym. And it comes through and I read it into a voice-to-text message to my wife. Because it's simple, I can pick her up, uh, want to, to write it in my notes, easy enough. So I sent it to her. And she never responds, never. So I, I texted, it's, it is never too late to be what you might have been. That's all I wrote. That's all I texted. And she replied, I think, it, I think it already is. Meaning it's too late for me. Uh, which is playful, which is nice. And um, I, I think that's a great quote. You know, we, we, we tend to think that, oh, geez, I'm 49 years old. I was in the insurance business for 25 years. I got fired. I had no interest of doing anything else, how do I recreate myself? How do I reinvent myself? Um, you know, I knew all these things I didn't want to do. I didn't want to go back into the insurance business. Um, you know, I didn't want to work a nine to five job. Um, 
you know, after being in affiliate marketing, I don't know if that's the best um, cup of tea for me as far as getting fulfillment. And then I think about being a missionary, and I'm like, well, there's not much of a pay grade on, on that. So there's a lot of, you know, what I don't like. But how about what I do like? You know, and I, I, I jotted some of that down uh, today, which was very uplifting when you do that. Uh, and just in case no one has told you today, you are amazing. Have a really good day. That was my Brian Schertz uh, message. And at first I'm like, nah, that's no good. But then I'm like, you know what? That is because you can replace amazing with anything. You know, just in case no one has told you today, dot, 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 you are beautiful. Have a really great day. You know, you can do that to anyone. Um, I, I love saying to people, uh, particularly women, that you are so beautiful and you're good looking too. Um, you know what I mean? They tend to get a chuckle out of that. Darren Daly today. Darren Hardy says, the real magic pill. You know, practicing gratitude is a lot like taking vitamins. It's something that has to be done over an extended period of time before you realize its great impact. And it's the truth. It's just like anything else, whether it be sales calls, uh, whether it be uh, working at a particular uh, function, whether, excuse me, language, learning a language, learning an instrument, you know, working at it time over time, next thing you know, you're putting the notes together, you're making some music. You know, uh, same with learning a language. You know, you start, you know, I mean, that stuff starts coming out and starts making, um, you know, making sense, unlike what my gibberish is. Uh, so the magic pill is free, but he says it's hard to swallow. You need to swallow your pride and become more grateful. And by doing so, you're on the road to greatness. The side effects, however, are positive. Gratitude takes the focus on what you have and not what you lack. So take the focus off yourself and turn it on to others and see the impact that you can make. I thought that was great. You know, I, I thought it was a good message. It really was. Um, gratitude being the magic pill. How often do we not do it? It's very simple to do, but like Jim Rohn says, what's simple to do is also simple not to do. Well, make it simple to do. You know, every morning when you're brushing your teeth, go through th three things that you're grateful for. And when you're brushing your teeth at night, Although I, I don't do that, I'm sorry. Um, but anyhow, if you do, three things that you're grateful for for that particular day. And you'll be able to find it no matter what happens. In spite of what happens, God forbid a death or something like that, you can still find things that, that you're grateful for. And... 
uh, our story today, Rocks, Pebbles, and Sand. There was a philosophy professor, and he stood in front of his students with a, a glass jar, empty. And he placed several large rocks in it till it was filled to the top. And he asked the students if the jar was full. And they said yes. Then he had this cup of pebbles and poured the pebbles inside the jar that worked its way around the rocks and it filled right to the top. And he asked the students, is the jar full? And all his students agreed that it was. Then he grabbed some sand and he poured sand into the jar, which worked its way around the rocks and the pebbles. And he filled it right to the top. And he said, is it now full? And they all agreed that yes, it was full. Well, then he grabbed another container and poured it into the jar. And it filled up between the sand, the pebbles, and the rocks. And the contents was water. And the water bubbled to the top. And he says, I think it's filled now. And the students agreed. So what's the moral uh, of this story? You know, uh, essentially, the jar represents our life. The rocks, pebbles, and sand, they fill our life. But the rocks are the most important and represent what truly matters in life. The pebbles represent things that are not so important and are more materialistic and superficial. Uh, the sand, that represents things that when you boil it down, they really don't matter. You know, the sand is simple comforts with, with, with no value, essentially. And finally, the water. And that can be interpreted as a gift from God. Finding a way to make things fit when we already have a full plate. You know, it's important to note, however, that if you fill your jar with pebbles and sand first, you'll have no room for the important things in life, like the rocks. And I thought that was a great message for all of us. With that said, folks, uh, have a wonderful day. Lord Wilman, I will see you tomorrow on this podcast. And until then, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.